0: The flight attendant woke me up and she's like, hey, we're you know in a code yellow emergency landing.
1: Kenny Pickett, I Bye. think he's gonna have a great career. Bro. Kenny Pickett, quarterback!
0: We're about to make you a Pittsburgh Steeler, brother. Pittsburgh
1: Steelers is the holy grail landing spot.
0: I just want to fall into that greatness line. It's a well-oiled machine. Pinesfield was my home for five years. Comfortable playing there.
1: And here comes Kenny Pickett. It'll be the rookie making his first appearance. Pickett, drafts, firing deep downfield, streaking his Austin, and he's got it all!
0: Yeah, I keep it simple, man, just the most important stats to win.
1: Well, welcome uh, Season 2, and you're a recurring guest here, uh, a roomie, we call it, actually. Yeah. Um, so cool. we appreciate you coming on, man. Welcome, Kenny Pickett.
0: Yeah, appreciate you guys for
1: having me back on. And I just want to make this really clear, too. I, I literally had a haircut schedule for today, and I just, I wanted some Kenny Pickett flow. Once you said yes, and we're like, okay, cool, Kenny's coming on tomorrow, I'm like, I'm gonna bump that back a couple of days. Yeah, let it get uh, let it go, man. I'm letting it go. Uh, will you set the record straight? I saw some stuff on social, you might have a mullet now. Is that true? Can't nah. really tell the way you got the hat or is this just just, nah, just No, no no mullet. Absolutely
2: absolutely not no mullet.
1: You're not going full Cole Hulk on with it. You're not dialing it
2: in?
0: No, nah, he he's he it it fits him so well. Um I don't, I don't think my wife would ever let me commit to a to a a full mullet actually. So uh, there's a couple reasons why i won't go mullet but i just kind of like keeping it the way the way i got it right now
2: the flow's good man the flow looks good and you look good on sunday night too we watched we watched the bat last two primetime games um the browns won a couple weeks ago it was a it was a crazy game like a little sloppy a little scrappy found a way to win um last last sunday was an awesome game um your stats were great dude. 16 of 28, 235, two touchdowns, no picks, clean game.
1: And 2-0 and oh in primetime. I we were talking about this before, like does a primetime game ch- game change anything? My theory on it is that like no, it's the same. But playing under the lights is pretty sick. So when you got Thursday or Sunday or Monday, I don't know. Just playing at nights just go back to high school. Night games in college were more fun than day games in college. I don't know. Um, but that prime, how you play in primetime really only matters. Like it's only relevant if you're bad in primetime. you know, mm-hmm. like then there's some quarterbacks we won't name who are like, Oh, and whatever, or one oh, in something, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's a stat that hangs with you. Uh, and you're, you know, so back-to-back weeks, two and O uh, what kind of, is there any difference? Does it affect anything a little more hyped up, a little more calmed down? What, what effect is playing in primetime? Cause there's like, there's stuff on the line, primetime picket, Kenny primetime, all these things. Mm, Primetime picket. Now the Colorado lost too. Taking over. Anything that changes for you in primetime? Um, I don't, I don't think so. Like
0: you said, I mean, I I like playing at night. I like playing in primetime. I think it's a great, you know,
1: experience,
0: um, to kind of soak it in. Like we're playing in Vegas on Sunday night. There's so many celebrities there. Like it's kind of a bigger of a show. And I, I like playing in that kind of stage. Um, but like you said, I mean, the media is going to try to find anything negative about guys just to come up with a story, just to find something. But I don't think um, anything really changes when you play on uh, in primetime games.
2: Can you take me through what happened with the plane? Because I've been obsessed with the story the last two. Oh, uh,
0: dude, it was the worst trip I've ever had in terms of like an away game. Um, the flight attendant woke me up and she's like, "Hey, we're you know in a code yellow." emergency landing oh, and i had no i was like at least it's not code red i mean code red <laughs> <it off. laughs> yeah, i think yeah it's all right. right yeah i was like i'll take a i'll take a code yellow i think we had like an engine engine trouble with one of the engines the landing was smooth everything was smooth um just the process like the 20 minutes of when she told us that so when we guys were you know obviously a little uneasy um you know great. you know grateful that we landed safe had to switch planes it took us six hours to get a new plane oh transferred god. over to, the plane, went to Pittsburgh to like two o'clock in the afternoon and I just slept all day when I got
2: so you sat on the plane for six hours or did you guys get off the plane six hours yes yeah, they, they kept they you stayed. on the plane yep oh that's a nightmare no bro yeah it was legit it in six hours <laughs> oh my god well it's funny when you when you're just on a normal trip, too, and the plane is chartered, you got all of your teammates, your coaches on there, and if you hit any turbulence as is, like we were flying into Virginia for D.C. this weekend to play uh, Commanders, and there was like a hurricane going up the coast, and we hit some turbulence, and everyone on the plane is screaming and freaking out over fucking turbulence, you know? Imagine getting a code <laughs> yellow with like all your
1: boys on the plane. Everyone's going crazy. It, you don't, You do not want to hear a code yellow. That was not fun. I just don't want to hear or experience anything that I've I've been flying since I was a kid. Just like all three of us, I just don't want to hear anything I've never heard before. <laughs> like, right. I, yeah. I just want only want to hear the same shit that I'm used to. I don't want any new words or new slogans or things. Code yellow. <laughs> uh, just, just keep it moving. Safe. Code, yellow. It's code yellow. There's no hijacking. Like, what's the plane, uh, never mind? Don't tell me what a code yellow is. Just like, yeah. I was like. Just- one
0: step away from red. I mean, we got to be close to a red. You know, it was it was not not fun. Uh,
1: let's shift to uh, another game here. This is take the sack. So this is kind of like would you rather, right? Would you rather do this or take a sack? So whoever you hate taking sacks from, pencil that guy in. Uh, <laughs> would you rather not be able to move into your house until Jersey Jerry's done with the renovating, or <laughs> take the sack?
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, dude, I'm taking the sack, and I. I've been talking to him a bunch about how his house is is coming along, and I know he's, you know, doing a lot of the the work towards it. And from what he's telling me, it's been an absolute nightmare, so I'm definitely going to take a sack on that one. I think he'll understand, too.
1: And give some yeah, context, Jersey Jerry. Yeah. yeah, I
0: mean, he's – uh yeah, he I think it was an old dental – dentist office i think and that's uh, right oh my god yeah he didn't he, even buy a
2: house he, he bought like a commercial building
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah he's doing a lot of the, the handiwork for it um obviously he's had experience in that uh working in jersey but from everything he i mean, have supposedly he has ghosts um i don't want him bringing that to my house so i'm taking a sack
1: is he like Certain lights on, trying to figure it out, and try and get it on film, or is he like, "Trust me, bro, I got one." No, I think they did
0: a whole show. I think Big yeah, Cat they went did. out. They really tried to get to the bottom of it, um, but he he uh, he swears by it. So I'm 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 the uh, I'll keep Jer- Jersey Jerry out of my house.
1: I don't think it's crazy when I hear that. Uh, would you rather be stuck in a room with Luke Combs chugging beer contest until you beat him or take the sack? And that's like I'm talking about like. You go. Nope. He beat you. All right. Fill it up again. Like taking, you can't leave the room until you're until you're until t- you beat
0: taking him. the sack again. Um, I saw that guy live in person. He's an absolute weapon. Um, <laughs> weapon. weapon. I would never never go toe to toe with a guy like that. So I'm taking a sack.
1: I uh, love it. Would you rather have to spell the word minutia while Mike Tomlin looks over your shoulder, and evaluates you, and give you some like Mike Tomlin-esque stares, or take the sack? <laughs>
0: I'd go with the Mnuchin one. I don't know how to spell it, but I'm sure he'd be able to coach me through it. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I would love for, I mean, just just to probably get to the bottom of where that whole thing came from, I'd really get to the origin of the story. Uh, I haven't asked him about it, but but I think that'd be a good way to break the ice.
1: Yeah, that might be something you want to figure out. All right, last one. Big primetime game. Kenny primetime, we started that here. Uh, would you rather go ahead and just raw dog and throw this football with no gloves or take the sack? Big game. <clears throat>
0: I'd go with no gloves. I'd, I'd be okay. Mm. I'd be okay. Yeah, I'd oh, give it. Not, go back to the old ways. Um, avoid ta- Avoid taking a sack on that one, too.
2: Do you ever do, like, uh, receivers, don't wear gloves during practice? Do you ever do the same thing and don't wear gloves during practice? Get a little overtraining in?
0: If, if it's raining, I just rock the leather ones. I, I, I wear uh, the leather ones. The like, leather ones are nice, dude. Yeah, man. They're so I, I, I go with both.
1: It's crazy, too. I think we talked about gloves last time you we were on, but, like, you can't buy leather football gloves the only place yeah. you can get them is in an nfl locker room they're not available at dicks they're not available online like they used to be
0: that's like the only place you can get them they're, they're missing out on some sales i gotta get gotta, i gotta talk to them i feel like a lot of kids would wear i mean they're, they're great great gloves
1: yeah we'll we'll talk offline about that i got something brewing yeah. for you all
2: right i want to uh, i want to talk to you about mac canada there was a couple reports that came out this week about Matt canada getting into a new role in the offense, being more involved with you. I know there's been criticism from the outside. I know just from being in the inside, you don't listen to it, you put your head down, you move on. What, if there is any new role, what is his new role in the offense and is he working with you more?
0: Uh, No, there's no, I mean, Coach T came out and addressed that today. I didn't know about that until someone, you know, brought it up to me. Um, I don't know where that info came from. That's definitely false. Um, We, like, we're we're meeting, we're, we're doing our, like, same same routine. We may be meeting yeah. a little bit more. Coach Sullivan is still like my quarterback coach, and we spend a ton of time together. I spent a ton of time together with Coach Canada, like we always have been. Um, so I don't think anything really changed drastically. Not sure where that that came from, but you know we're all collectively working together. Obviously didn't have a great Week One, but it's steadily getting better. Um, but you know you know how offense is. It takes time. It's a process. We got some new new pieces, so um, I like the way we're trending though.
2: Yeah, defenses are always better week one, right? Like defenses, yeah. it's much easier to be better week one as a defense.
0: Just like camp. When you go into camp, usually the defense is a little bit ahead offensively. Exactly. You know, it's, it's that's how it goes playing offensive football. You know all 11 doing the right thing where defense, the corner can have a bust in coverage, but if that guy gets to the quarterback in a second and a half, then, you know, he's not getting there. So it's, it's, it's definitely a different, you know, Aspect to the game,
1: like last year when you were on the show, we were talking about how like, I believe that Pittsburgh's the holy grail landing spots and a bunch of reasons. But one of them is I just felt like, and I was always you know looking at it from a Bengals perspective, you know, from the other side. But like problems in Pittsburgh end up just not being that big of problems. Like take one problem in Pittsburgh and put that in a Cleveland or some of these other places, it's a, or New York, it's a massive problem. Yeah, they've just done an unbelievable job of going like, this will get solved. You know what I mean? So I literally, I'm watching this go down and I'm like, I have a feeling in a month, it's not a big deal. And we're not really talking about it anymore.
0: Yeah, man, it's a credit, credit to Coach T and, and um,
1: just kind of the
0: the franchise and the team that he runs and how he goes about his business, man. And they get, there's no secret to why I feel like you feel that way. It's because of, of Coach T and, um, you know, Mr. Rooney and, and Kevin was the old GM. know we got Omar and, those guys are so tied together; it's very tight knit, and it, you know, kind of trickles down from the top. So uh, we all follow suit, and you know, like you said, it was a great opportunity for us to come together as an offense, as a team. Um, we're all human; everyone, everyone wants to win. We're all in this thing together, so it's been awesome to bounce back after week one, get two two good wins, and um, you know, have another opportunity on the road now coming
2: up. All right, we're gonna play a, play a game with you quick since you're a recurring guest. This is something me and Jordan always play. We play throw it deep or check it down. We're gonna go storylines around the league. And if you're with it, you're going to throw it deep like you threw the post to Calvin Austin the other day. And if you're not, you're going to check it down. All right. So first one we got, we got Josh Dobbs and the Cardinals beating the Cowboys. Is actually a bigger story than Taylor Swift going to the Chiefs game. Are you throwing it deep or checking it down?
0: Throwing it deep. That's that's a huge win for uh, for the Cardinals, man, and Josh. And I didn't get a chance to watch it. But, I mean, you know how good the
1: Cowboys are. So...
0: Um, James Conner, a pick guy. I was real happy for him. He played unbelievable. He played um, so definitely throwing it deep there.
1: Yeah, and that wasn't like a – I did watch that game. Like a like a ball bounce the wrong way, tip pick six. It was, They just got beat. They just like
0: yeah. Card- Card- played better. Cardinals have a lot of great players. And uh, like I said, I mean, from what I saw, James
2: balled out. So that was awesome. You're throwing it deep too, Jordan?
1: Yeah, I'm throwing it deep. I, I thought that was awesome. I've been pulling for Dobbs and crazy. I mean, just like switch teams which to a fan, it's like, all right, you got traded. You got to move all your shit. You got to find a place to, like, there's a lot of stuff. And And he's not married, so he doesn't have, like, when I switched teams, my wife, like, packed everything up and did all the stuff and handled everything. And I'd get texts, like, everything's all good. Like, I just think when you're a single dude and you got to just uproot yourself and move, sure, agent can help. And this person can help. Maybe you have a personal – it's just a lot of stuff. And, oh, by the way, you're going to start week one. So I'm just, like – I'm just fired up watching. I've known since high school, but I'm just fired up watching Josh just play good in a tough situation. And to get that win, it kind of almost like in that situation, it like kind of doesn't matter what happens the next two weeks. I know he's a competitor and wants to win, but like you get that win, buy yourself some, some grace. So I was, I was pumped to see it. Yeah, I'm throwing it deep. I think I'm going to check it down on that one. I've been well, you so. love all this, Kelsey. I've been you, so you, into like, it, bro,
2: I came home. And watched all this the Kelsey shit. Oh my God. I was eating that shit up. I watched all the highlights. Summers on the couch next to me, showing me all the the tweets. I got Shane Buchel in the room who used to be in KC last year. He's giving me all the tea. I'm I'm too deep in it to not check that one down. (laughs) I think it's deep. You're just like saving memes at this point. Oh, I've been sending memes every yeah, it's bad. All right, we're gonna move on to the next one. Your pick guy, Dan Marino's also a pick guy. Do you think Dan Marino? Is the best quarterback to never win a Super Bowl throwing it deep or checking
1: it down? Let me throw you some names here: Randall Cunningham, Warren Moon, Jim Kelly, Donovan McNabb, Michael Vick, Matt Ryan, Cam Newton, Dan Fouts, Fran Tarkenton. Some names on this list.
0: There, are, there are some names, but I think I think Dan's at, at the top. You know, I'm throwing it deep. Um, got a chance to talk to him throughout my pit days, and uh, unbelievable guy. And when and I got to go back and watch his tape, um, I mean, I think you see a lot of the guys. You know how we throw the ball today. I think you look back and I think he was ahead of his time, the way he played and how he threw the ball f- um, off platform stuff. Um, I'm, you know, huge, huge Marino guys. So I'm
1: throwing that deep. Yeah. He's one of those guys. I I've never, I mean, he was before me. I didn't watch him play, but like at some point I just want like a hundred throw cut up. And I just want to like, look at it, see what he did. I'm mean, sure the footwork, you know, it's probably taking nine steps from gun. You know what I mean? And bouncing back, back like, pedal. A, yeah. Yeah. Big it, back pedal, hop into it. Stuff that, you know, the games evolve, but, you can't deny just the way that thing came out of his hand. So I'll, one of these days I want to like do a deep dive study just because I'm interested in it.
2: He said he would throw for like 6,500 yards in the league today. That's easy for him to say now. But they've been posting some of his highlights recently for some reason. And he was diming people out back in the day. But they were also running spot drop cover two, where the mic didn't run through the middle of the field back in the day.
1: They were you also know? playing on turf and teeing off on quarterbacks. <laughs> so like, I, I might take the over on that 6,500 just true. because... I mean, look at what Tua is doing right now. You know what I mean? In the same uniform. Uh, and, the you know, it's protected. It's not like it's not violent and dangerous, but uh, I don't know. I might take the over on that just, just to be controversial. But uh, I'm going to I'm gonna check it down. Um, I just – can you imagine going to four Super Bowls and losing all four? Mm-hmm. Like, Kelly. you know how hard it is to get to the AFC title game? You know how hard it is to win a playoff game? You go to – Four Super Bowls that's just bananas so uh I like uh I did I did uh end up having some friends that like we're big Jim Kelly fans and I was exposed to him at a young age but I I like it what do you got Kyle
2: I'm gonna throw it deep I just think just seeing all those clips recently of Dan Marino and the way he threw it and just the undefeated season too I'm throwing it deep on that one I gotta go with you
1: Kenny this next one you've been around him too hold on you've been around Dan too can you imagine that guy in the 80s in Miami with no camera, fo- like with nothing? You know what I mean? Like that must have been wild just having that be like, success, being having that stardom in that city. Yeah. With it's very like- with limited repercussions for your actions. <laughs> I just can't <laughs> imagine like the stories his boy has. Kyle and I went on a golf trip uh, a couple years ago with Favre, with we the Mississippi, Jesus. and played a couple courses and just listening to Favre's stories from his high school buddies who were there. Who were there for the whole thing? Like listening sure, to them talk, time. dude. I'm I'm sure Marino's got some freaking stories from Miami. I got to get with him on the golf course and hear some stories. All right, next
2: one, another pit question for you, Kenny. Um, this is good because I think this is something that you need to do. Um, the pit needs their alumni millionaires like Kenny Pickett and Aaron Donald, Aaron Donald, <laughs> to start an NIL collective so you can get your recruiting up. Are you gonna throw that deeper, checking down
0: throw that deep man I already yeah they already, have one. they already have one I've done some things with them um so I'm kind of already I've, I've already thrown it deep so I'm, I'm enjoying being a part of that um it's crazy how the game's changing for college I don't know what it's going to look like in five years it's already changed so much since I've been in it and uh it, it's it's wild but you know love pit and want to do everything I can to, to help support them
2: what have you been doing to help them out
0: they've been doing some you know, like giveaways and um, they're starting a, a found like a fund um, where like you can sign up for a membership and all the proceeds are gonna go to the, the NIL fund and it's like exclusive content for fans. Um, they're doing some cool things and there's some, I think there's some more things in the future they wanna do, um, but they're just starting out right now with that
1: stuff. Yeah, I think right now the current state of college football is it's unrestricted free agency with no cap and no trade mm-hmm. deadline. So you're either coming with a bag and you're going to compete, or you're going to be a place where somebody comes, balls out for one year, and dips, <laughs> and goes and makes money. And my alma mater, UTEP, is facing the same same issues. Houston, where Kyle went, the same thing. So, yeah, yeah I'm throwing that deep too. I love that man.
2: That's tough, man. UTEP. What is it's it like? What does it school like UTEP or a small school do like that to even compete now? Especially when you got schools like Colorado who are just raking in the dough and all the all the big time schools are going to these big conferences like what does a small school even do
1: i don't know i i, I mean it, you're coming with zero you know what i mean it's not yeah. you're not coming with like a million less you're coming with nothing and so um you got to sell a different thing you know you gotta you have to sell opportunity you have to sell a chance to come here and go but it's crazy college coaches have to recruit high school they have to recruit the portal and then they have to recruit their own players to stay yeah pass <laughs> Major pass. Uh Kyle, you want to get to QB to QB? Yeah, so we do
2: this. I don't know if we started this last year when you had you on, but we started doing it. I think we started it with Kirk Cousins, where we had our quarterback from the week before ask our quarterback after a question. So Kirk Cousins asked, What's your cover zero answer? It's your favorite cover zero answer right now. He asked it next week we had Ryan Fitzpatrick on. Ryan Fitzpatrick could care less about Cover Zero. He was fucking drinking beers, but he gave a great answer because all those days were Miami and New England. So we had Baker on last time. He said – We also had the... somebody
1: say, would you rather have fingers for toes or toes for fingers? So this that could was, also have yeah. nothing to do with football. I yeah. was an XFL guy, so we just
2: banned XFL guys from now on from the show. After that, <laughs> <Did> <laughs> not do? anymore. Shout out. Yeah, but Baker. Uh, Baker's question to you was, what's one thing that you have to eat on game day or the night before game day? Uh, oh, since
0: college, I've been a, uh, pasta with red sauce guy
2: and chicken, even a 1 a.m. or a 1 p.m. game. Like yeah. you're eating that at 9 a.m. in the morning.
0: Yeah. They have, they have that same meal there. And ever oh, since I have been rolling, I've been rolling with that, man. I um, heavily
2: judge guys who eat that. That's disgusting. Uh, I know, I know. <laughs> gotta think like after that meal, it's like four hours to You don't, yeah. You don't eat until five unless you I don't eat yeah. at halftime.
0: Like, you know what, I might as well go for it now. And uh, I always feel good during game. Like, I, I like playing on an empty stomach. By the time the game comes around, I feel light. So I feel
2: good to go. Good for you, What man. do you eat, Kyle? Well, I used to fast. I used to have, like, a weird thing. Like, I couldn't have any food in my stomach during the game because I feel I would get nauseous. And it's actually Josh does the same thing because he throws up before the games. Because then Josh
1: doesn't eat and
2: then throws up. So that one just blows my mind. Yeah, that's just stupid. He threw up at halftime last game too. He was feeling, feeling real dangerous. Threw up before the game <laughs> and at halftime. But what has happened since I'm like not usually playing the backup or if, especially if I'm inactive, I'll go in, I'll get the, incrustable, the uncrustables, the at halftime, but they have like the thick uncrustables, like the 600 calorie ones. And depending on how I'm feeling, I might, I might crush like three of those at halftime. <laughs> And then I'll just go out, and especially if it's a cold game, you get the heated bench. You go and sit on the heated bench after when the defense is on the field, and you just kind of doze away the bench. Bro, it's an issue. <laughs> All right, we're gonna do a teach tape with you, Kenny. We did teach tape with you last time. um You were probably one of my favorite on teach tape because you're just great at breaking it down, and, and it was just fun to watch you ball out. You ball down the preseason, and we saw you this year in preseason, and. You guys destroyed us in preseason this year. You look different this year. It was fun to watch you. But we're going to pull it up. uh, Pull up this play versus the Raiders. All right. This is your big touchdown to Calvin Austin. Take us through the play, everything. It looks, um, I'm going to let you go through it, but take me through what you're thinking, what defense they're running. It looks like running a super specific defense to who you have on the field here, too.
0: It was, you know, one high man look with that safety, really doubling George. Um, Watching the tape off last year when we had Deontay healthy. Uh, we had like, I don't know what you guys call. It. We call it double the stars. It's just a man with, with man technique. And they just double up two guys with two safeties um, who they feel like we're trying to get the ball to. So without Deontay, we felt like they were just going to double um, George and then have somebody to either, either rush the fifth or kind of have him as a, a, a whole player, like a rap player underneath. Um, so we brought Allen in motion, um, saw that it was man, saw that safety over top of George and with that outside technique um, with the corner on Calvin, um, was counting on him just kind of slipping inside. It's a post ball. He did a really good job of keeping it high and then letting me throw him flat. Um, the safety ended up staying over George on his curl route um, backside, and um, you know never really had a look like this. Had a quarters look and on this uh, a play like this in a different formation. Um, I didn't let it didn't, didn't let it fly to George. Um, you know, tell myself if I get a look to take that post again. I'm gonna take it. So it was awesome to get it
1: um, last week. Yeah, it was the right time, man. Down seven, nothing. Third and seven. Your own twenty-eight. The first quarter. This was huge, man. Yeah. Think yeah. about
2: it, you. Well, you were watching the Bills tape because we played them the week before, right? And twenty-four, yep. who was a savvy vet. I don't think he played press against us one time all game. You probably noticed that he was playing ten yards yep. off. And especially at the end of the game, he looked like he just we were beating him bad, so he didn't even look like he wanted to be a part of the game. But you get nineteen Calvin Austin, who's like what does he run like a four three five he gets one step on him and he's gone i'm sure once you saw him press you were looking at chops too
0: yeah it's, it was the press and the safety you know really shading george heavy um which you know just kind of gave me the green light to
2: to light up the post yeah you say you never get a look like that in practice double the star is always a weird look because you got to kind of confirm that safety isn't going back to play the middle of the field and when you're running yeah. a, just a, a post versus single high you never throw that and you ripped right. it. The great ball. Right. Thank you, man. And then we got one more clip. This isn't a this isn't a teach tape clip, but it's a of your boy who they just doubled right there, George Pickens. Oh, I'm sure you saw this after the game, but the block that he tried to throw for you. What did, what did, he, did, did he did he say Coach anything?
1: like you? pull this up in the team meeting. Was yeah. this like highlighted? Well, we're, we're gonna
0: we'll have the team meeting tomorrow. Um, but I someone showed me it after the game when we were getting out of the plane and George is right behind me. He's like, Yeah, like I was trying to block. I mean, dude, I I appreciate the effort. I think he saw him last second, he jumped back. Um, he knows never those guys are, you know, behind me for some they reverse field, I always try and throw a block. So I know he was trying to return the favor. Uh, but I, I appreciate the uh, the effort from my boy and I'll I'll return the favor if he ever if I could ever get out ahead of him, which he's a lot faster than me, I'd have to run pretty fast.
1: I mean, this is a weird block. This is a weird play. He—he's a. am saying it. I've known George since he was in high school. He's no, he was one of the receivers on my Elite 11, like, opening team. Go way back. Bo Nix was the quarterback. He was the wide. He was on Cam 7 on team growing up. Different bird. You know what I mean? I was working with both quarterbacks at Georgia, too. Had him there. Different bird. Like, harmless, you know? Like, but from a potential standpoint, like, I, I also feel like I think George is in a position right now to, like, in a year or two or sooner, we're sitting here going, or more or less not us, other receivers in the league are going, that's the guy right there. Am I over-exaggerating that? Like, how special is George Pickens? And you see it in practice where fans don't see it.
0: Yeah, man, he, he's a, he, he has the ability to be, you know, everything that, you know, he could desire to be. I mean, he, he could be – you know a hall of fame type talent like he just has that some the things you can't teach he does naturally um the world doesn't see what he doesn't practice all the time he's a special special player and um you know grateful that he's on our team and you know, i can be a part of you know his journey and he's definitely going to be a huge part of of our journey as a team and as an
1: offense what's the weirdest thing or most awkward setting or what, like give us like a Dude, this one time George did that. Like, what's the weirdest thing you've seen George do? Because from the outfits, the a lot of stuff, and I love it. He's original, he's confident, and he's a good dude. But he's a different bird. What's the funniest or weirdest thing you've experienced with George?
0: He he he, he has. Oh, we were at camp, and he like mixed buffalo sauce, like something else, with like a steak. And I was like, uh, and he's like, oh yeah, like they didn't put this on this. Like I just made this up. I was like, dude, I know that. There's no way they put all this like yeah. different sauce. Like, um, his 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 food selections and like all the sauces he adds for sure. What I what I, from what I've seen, man, he uh, he likes to mix it up. Um, definitely definitely unique in his uh, his you know sauces that he puts on on stuff.
1: What about his gear? Is he dressed like a lot of swaggy NFL football players, or does he have just like well, outfit wise? I just gotta think there's some sort of outlet, creative outlet for him because I I play with like Martellus Bennett, some just some dudes who are different birds and great dudes, great teammates. He dressed it. I like, I like, he's got,
0: he's got good style GP. He, and, uh, he, he always rocks, like, he got pick cleats. So he'll rock, like, some blue pick, pick cleats at practice, which I always, I always appreciate. He'll rock some Georgia stuff, um, like red laces on his cleats sometimes, which is, I think is pretty cool. Um, his, his visors sick. he's got like one of those, like, sunglass looking visors. Um I think those are pretty, pretty sweet. Um. Yeah, besides that, no, I don't think there's anything crazy. He's, 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 he's
2: pretty dialed in with his, with his outfits. How's it been with him? Um, you know, I play with Steph Diggs here. So Steph is one of the best receivers in the league. He's also got that number one receiver personality where he wants the ball. I've seen it a little on the sidelines with George this year. I think it was in the first game, struggling. He wants the ball. But all great number ones want the ball, right? You played with Chad, Jordan. Like he was that way on the sideline. He is animated. Yeah. T.O., yeah, yeah. You play, you play with a bunch of like two of the top ever, right? How has it been for you? Just you know, you're trying to find your way into this offense, into this league, and as a leader on the team. How's it been for you handling that side of it with him, and especially with him too? You guys came in the same year. He's kind of grown into that role too.
0: Yeah, man, it's it's been great. He he's such a smart player. He understands coverages. Like he knows when he's getting doubled. Um, he knows when I'm trying to give him the ball, and sometimes like. Listen, if Tay's Te- out, they're going to try and take, you know, 14 away, obviously. It's just kind of the smart thing for defenses to do. We got to move George around and make it hard for them to do that. Um, but we, every time we come off the field, like, we talk to each other on what he sees, what I see, what he thinks could get him open. Um, so it's, it's been great so far, really. Um, you know, he, he knows coverage really well. He comes back and tells me exactly what he sees, and I go look on the iPad, and that's exactly what happens, which you guys know usually isn't the case sometimes with receivers. Ah, they always yeah. They're open, but George, George gets it, man. It's, it's awesome to, uh, to have him as, as my number one guy right now.
2: From year one to two for you, I think year one is a lot about figuring out how to play in the NFL and how to win and, and how to play clean football. And It's just such a different game than college. And Then you get an offseason, like you said, to kind of sit back and, and look at what, what you did, how you played, look at the offense, get better at it. Year one to two going into this year and kind of as it's continuing on, what has your goals been personally not like, Oh, I want to hit 35 touchdown, blah, blah, blah. Like what from a specific, like how you want to execute, what have your goals been going into this year? Yeah, I keep it simple, man. Just find ways to win. I think
0: I don't, I don't try to get caught up with anything uh, numerically or stat wise. I think that the most important stats to win. So um, we got a great defense, you know, I got a great quarterback room with, with Mitch and Mason and, we all talk and we all, you know, on the sideline, like we're just kind of just constructing ways to win as like Coach T would say, like, how do, how do I, how do we feel the games playing out? Like, what do I need to do? What do we need to do as an offense? The communication's been great. Um, so that, that's, that's, that's what's kind of kept me so like locked in. I don't stray away from that. And it's, you know, helped me up to this
1: point. I love that that's your approach is like the barometer for how, how things are going is when wins and losses, there's just so many different ways to win games and there's just so many opportunities to lose one. Uh, Not even as a player, as a, as an offense. Um, And I I think that's, that's what I'm seeing out of you guys each week is, is, you know, scoring at the right times. I watched it in Cincinnati last night. You know what I mean? Joe's not super mobile based off of an injury so, but he still throws 49 balls. So it's like a lot of quick, you know what I mean? It's just like leaning into what it takes to win. And then obviously you need the defense to step up and your way your defense is stepping up has been awesome. But there's no guarantee it's going to happen every single week either, right? So you're responding to it. And uh, I think that's part of the maturation process of becoming a franchise guy who has sustained success for a long time. Um, you know, guys at your level, it's not like getting paid is a milestone uh, but it's not a destination. It's not like I got paid or I made a second contract or no, it's getting awesome at figuring out how to sustain success. And uh, mm-hmm. I think it's why I believe what I believe about Pittsburgh in, in you being the fit is because like your coach knows that, the owner knows that, the GM know you know, it's much people know that from experience. And so it's an incredible opportunity to learn the game that way instead of a coach is on a hot seat and they're pressing and we gotta score more points. You know what I mean? It's just yep. a different way to do it. And I think one of the reasons that in your second year, you look so mature and so comfortable and it's getting very easy to see more sustained success in the future. Appreciate that man. Yeah, definitely a great spot to be. Well, as we wrap here, man, we, uh, we already did the two minute drill last year when you were on here, we won't have you do it again. Uh, normally after the guest leaves, Kyle and I, uh, just take a moment of gratitude. We both share what we're, what we're grateful for. Um, so I'll start with Kyle. Kyle, You go first, I'll go second. Kenny, you can think about it, but just take a moment of gratitude and we'll ask the audience to make sure that they take a second to do the same thing. Kyle, this week, what are you grateful for, man?
2: I got a little bro-in-law coming in town this week. Not in-law yet, but kind of in-law. Little bro-in-law coming in town. He's a big Dolphins fan, which is not good, but we played Dolphins this week. He's coming in town um psyched to see him psyched to hang out psyched to see family it's tough to get family you're you're lucky being pittsburgh and then staying in pittsburgh i'm west coast guy so it's tough to see family this time of year so stoked to get family out stoked for another win another opportunity i'm hoping our defense can stop miami this weekend
1: um i love it shout out to jake um yeah for me man i'm coaching the my my five-year-old's kinder flag football team, and then my seven-year-old's first and second grade flag football team, and we're struggling to put up points and we're struggling to get it out of the huddle, and I'm reminding kids in the huddle, "No, offense is our turn to try and score the touchdown. <laughs> Defense is when it's the other teams. And so for me and what I do for a living, it's been a major step back, very humbling, and I am uh, grateful for a lot of the things and the self-reflection of looking at the sport and the position and all of that Through a totally different lens than I have before. I'm grateful for that right now, Uh, even though it's super frustrating. Kenny, what do you got, man? What are you grateful for right now,
0: man? Grateful, grateful for a lot. You know, start with my wife, my uh, my parents, family, friends, coaches, teammates, all the people that I hold you know near and dear to my heart that are so with me on this journey. They're with me in every throw, every win, every loss. They're they're always there and they stay consistent. And uh, you know, have a lot of love for them. So huge shout out to. To all the people in my my tight circle um it's been been a hell of a ride so
1: far and can't wait to keep it going kenny i'll just say this man you are we've been around a lot of guys you know one way or another kind of been around everybody you are one of the easiest guys to root for and be a fan of uh know you very little uh and just watch every snap man personally watch every snap you play fired up and uh hoping and praying for a great outcome every sunday uh, thanks a lot for joining us man you're too you're you're one of a co- small group of people that are repeat roomies and said uh, that uh, we appreciate it man